This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. Aldrin is Primabai from Protiaglen. People are referring to these girls. I mean, how rude does it sound? Our girls are being impregnated by older men. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a lot about it because I'm raising a girl child. If you are older enough to be a parent, why do you sleep with your child? Your child, I mean. The world is wicked. Thanks for the gracious address, Brian from Protiaglen. Good afternoon, Adrian and SAFM listeners. We are living in a country that maintains democracy. So Dr. Nandipama Goodmana has a right to appear in court looking beautiful as well with a lipstick. Being in custody does not mean uh, she must uh, appear in court ugly. I wish I could see her. I wish I could see her. Mpilo better in bush Ah, Mbilo. Actually, um, Clement, Clement Magnatella was tweeting a bit earlier on. It was like, what is it called? Ruby Red. People were like, no, it's not Ruby Red. It's Ruby Who. Um, I, did I pronounce that correctly, Andy Sats? Ruby Woo. It's Ruby Woo. That's um, the lipstick color, right? Ruby Woo. Okay, so many listeners have been asking why convicted murderer and rapist Tabo Bester has been appearing in court wearing his own clothes. Bester has been appearing in court since he was rearrested about three months ago. What are the rules around the clothing of inmates when they appear in court? We are now joined on the line by Logan Maestri, who's the Chief Director of Communications at the Department of Correctional Services. Logan, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Aldrin, and uh, many thanks for the opportunity, and good afternoon to your listeners. So what do the rules say? Some people are arguing because Tabo Bester is already a convicted convicted, uh, prisoner, therefore he should be appearing in his orange jumpsuits. Uh, Aldrin, as you quite correctly alluded to, the correction system in South Africa is governed by various legal mandates, and the Department of Correctional Services uh, derives its mandate primarily from the Correctional Services Act, Act Triple One of 1998. Now, in line with these legal mandates, as well as various policies, prescripts, and standard operating procedures, and so on, inmates in correctional facilities, including sentenced offenders and remand detainees, must wear the prescribed uniform whilst in a correctional facility. Mm. However, Aldrin, in line with the same policies and prescripts, sentenced offenders facing further charges must be dressed in their own private clothes which are clean and neat, and no inmate may appear in public courts in correctional center uniform. If an inmate does not have suitable private clothes, he or she must be provided with release clothes. So all that we're doing is we are following the prescripts of yep. the legal mandate. So w- when it comes to the release clothes, who would be providing those, and what, what do release clothes look like? Well, like we said, uh, they must be dressed in their own private clothes, which are clean and neat, so it's at their discretion. The family normally provides the clothes. Uh, but if an inmate does not have suitable private clothes, then the Department of Correctional Services will ensure that they are provided with release clothes. Okay, so, so, so according to their own sizes and style as well, or, or what goes into it? Yes, 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 yes. So they are, as the, as, uh, as the legal prescript said, they must be dressed in their own private clothes. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm asking about the clothes that the department would be providing. Would that be according to their standards, their style as well? No, 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 no. If when we provide clothes, uh, 
Aldrin. We have um, uh, standard clothing that we provide for inmates who are unable to provide their own suitable private clothes. So there's like a wardrobe? No, 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 no. There's not a wardrobe. Like we have inmate uniform. It's yeah. basically grey clothing uh, that we can provide for inmates that are unable to provide their own private clothes. Yeah. What's the rationale behind them appearing before court in their private clothes, considering, especially in this particular case, that the person is already convicted um, and, of course, is facing another case and is appearing before the court? Uh, like I said earlier on, as per the legal precept, it's specific. It says sentence offenders facing further charges must be dressed in their own private clothes. So even if you're a sentence offender, but you are facing further charges, mm. but also be dressed in your own private clothes. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but you don't know what the rationale behind it is. Like why you, you, would, you, you would have somebody who is facing another charge, who's already convicted, being dressed in private clothes. Um, because, what's the intention behind it? Because on the further charge, you have not been convicted as yet. You are ah. still before a court waiting to be sentenced. So you're still technically an awaiting trial person on the basis of the further charge. Ah, okay. And then when it comes to the hair as well as the makeup and the nails, what happens behind um, these prison cells as well as these correctional centers? Well, we ensure that all our inmates are clean, neat and tidy. Uh, There are hygiene standards uh, that must be adhered to. But you also know that we also provide skills training to our inmates. And part of that skills training is uh, hairdressing courses, uh, various uh, you know, courses that looks after your personal hygiene. We also have workshops. We also have uh, you know, uh, production workshops, agricultural fields. So as part of our training, we do provi- uh, provide courses in terms of hairdressing, in terms of uh, personal makeup, so on and so forth. Those are skills that we do provide to inmates within our correctional facilities as well. And in that particular case where it is part of the skills development uh, training, um, who would pay for the service that is being rendered by another inmate? Well, uh, what happens is we are provided funding uh, by, for example, the National Skills Fund, so on and so forth, um, to provide that training. But that training is to ensure that when you go out of a correctional facility, you are able to find employment, you are able to take care of yourself. It's not for your personal looks and to enhance your personal looks, so on and so forth. It's to be able to ensure that you are properly reintegrated into society, you have the necessary skills, you can find Mm. employment, and become a law-abiding citizen. Yeah. That is the primary aim of the training. But but in this particular case, um, Dr. Nandi Pamakutumana got her hair done, got her nails done. Would she be paying the person who actually did that for her? Or is it a free service? No, 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 no. That's not necessarily done in a correctional facility. Uh, she could have done that on her own as well, uh, with her own uh, resources, uh, you know, probably having her own makeup so on and so forth. All of that is not necessarily done in a correctional facility. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Logan so Maestri there. Aldrin, sorry, that could also be provided by your family as well. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, Logan Maestri there, who is um, the Logan Maestri, who is uh, the Chief Director of Communications at the Department of Correctional Services.